What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Reality TV Happy Hour. My name is Jordan Parhar, and today we are back talking about Big Brother Canada 5 live on RobHasAWebsite.com. And today I am joined by a great panel of guests. I am very, very excited to get into this one. Uh, first is a man who is famous for his finger guns. We haven't seen him on the Happy Hour in quite some time. Very happy to have him back. Give it up for Joel LaFave, ladies and gentlemen. Joel, how are you? I'm doing awesome. As a matter of fact, the finger gun thing, I don't know if Adam is still going to hold me to that. But at Reality Rally, if you recall, me and Adam made an, a fair exchange where he was going to steal my finger gun salute. But I have the title of winner of Survivor Millennials versus Gen X. So as far as I know, that deal is still on at the moment. <laughs> but uh, perhaps secretly I still do the finger gun behind cameras when Adam can't see but we'll keep that on the hush hush Adam can't okay. see this so okay okay <laughs> or so, can he <laughs> so retired retired the finger retired. guns officially uh next on the panel is somebody who uh was so scared to say hi to one of our other guests that they just uh were just so afraid <laughs> at this Trader Joe's they just said nothing uh it is Melissa Danny ladies and gentlemen Melissa how are you I am good, and that is a true story. I saw Brendan and Rachel uh, at Trader Joe's in Westwood a few years back, and I, you know, tried to work up the courage to say hi or anything really, and I just left. I didn't say anything. It was really <laughs> sad, and I was like, you know what? If I ever get the opportunity again, I'm going to say something. And well, here we are. <laughs> and here we so, are hi. indeed. Yes, uh, <laughs> Melissa is here, and uh, we have a very special guest here tonight. Uh, this was not planned. Uh, she reached out to me and said, hey, uh, can I come on the podcast tonight? And I said, well, uh, whenever Big Brother Royalty wants to come on the Happy Hour, they are always welcome. Uh, she is the winner of Big Brother 13. Give it up for Rachel Riley, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Rachel, how are you? Hey, hey, hey. I'm so good. And thank you, Melissa. That story is just the best story ever. So everyone out there that's watching now knows that you have to come up and say hi because, you know, Brendan and I love it. We love when people come say hi. Joel and Jordan and I were just all talking about it. Like, you have to come say hi. It's like our favorite thing. <laughs> and Adora says hi, too, apparently. Yeah, we got Adora here, too. So this is great. Yeah. We're very, very excited. Great panel on the show tonight. Uh, so what we're going to be doing today, just to set things up for you guys, is we're going to be talking about Big Brother Canada 5. We're going to recap tonight's episode. Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, Rachel has uh, a special announcement she wants to make tonight. So uh, she's going to make that announcement in a short little while. Uh, but before we get into that, we're just going to talk to Rachel a little bit about her thoughts on Big Brother Canada 5, the season as a whole. She has been keeping up with the season. She just has wasn't able to watch uh, tonight's episode in particular. So uh, really excited to talk to Rachel and get her thoughts on what's going down in the BB can odyssey uh rachel yeah first first question for you uh we saw on the episode tonight and i know i know you didn't see this but we saw cindy go home she was evicted by a vote of six to one what are your thoughts on uh, game? well okay first of all i think the vets this season are awful like i mean honestly how could they be so bad like 
if either one of you guys went on the show, you would be a million times. I mean, I mean, I could, Adora could go on the show and be better. You know what I mean? Like, no, oh no. <laughs> like, I mean, how are they just such bad game players? Like, Netta was given a golden key by Canada, and she didn't do anything with it. She used the golden key to like dig her own grave. Then we have Cindy with an S who gets rid of Netta. Why would you get rid of someone when Ika and Netta are feuding? Like, what was she thinking? And then we have like, you know, Ika, who I'm like, I really like Ika. She's hard to not like. I love her in person, but on the show, I'm just like screaming at my TV all the time. I'm like, oh my God, I love her fierceness. But then by the same token, I'm like, oh my God, you're never gonna win. Like, Ika is never going to win this thing because of everything that she's doing this season. I feel like it's just like, it's digging her grave over and over and over again. Um, but I don't know, like Cindy, I think she came out when she needed to, and she played the game when she needed to, but she didn't actually play the game enough to make friends with people. So they wanted to get rid of her. And that's just what we see this season with the vets, like Gary. I mean, he's so likable. How did Gary go home? You know, how did, how did they get rid of Cassandra? Like, I just don't understand this bad gameplay by the vets. If they don't stick together, it's their own fault. Um, but we see in Big Brother US, vets win the game every single time. We have a season with vets and newbies playing. We've won the game. So, you know, I think that the big downfall here is that the vets just didn't want to play together. So what do you think, like, because from your perspective on Big Brother 13, I mean, you got, you guys went in, you guys started to work together, and then eventually, you know, the cracks formed, you guys turned on each other, you, and some of you guys started going out of the game. Uh, ultimately, you managed to get, you know, rise from the ashes, go all the way to the end and win the whole game. What is the key for one of these vets now to end up in that position that you were in, Rachel? Like, what advice would you give to somebody like Ike or Kevin or Bruno who is still left in this game with all of these movies? I think for Ika, she's going to have to step up and win competitions because she's just riding on Dimitri's coattails right now. She's being so fierce that she doesn't really have anything that she's done to back up her fierceness and I think that if she doesn't win competitions that she's really going to do herself in because nobody everyone's going to say that argument at the end of the game they're going to say well you know Ika was just riding Demetrius coattails even if she played a really strategic good game excuse me miss you're okay it's okay sorry guys time out for Adora <laughs> what here take some water do you want she some disagrees water? with you because... I know <laughs> yeah Adora's not liking that I know. Um, but then, you know, I watch some, someone like Kevin, who apparently is down to do whatever it takes, literally, uh, by making out with William. And, you know, he's going to do whatever it takes to stay in the game. So I think Kevin could definitely go far, but I don't know if that's going to hurt him in the end. It depends if he burns the people that he's playing with that are really counting on him, you know, um, and then Bruno hasn't, I mean, is he on anyone's radar? Because I don't think he's, I mean, the only reason he's on the radar is because he's not doing anything and he's a friend with Kevin. So I just don't think that as a vet, he's really playing a game. If any of these vets want to win, I think that they're going to need to really change their games and start either winning competitions and band together, or they're going to have to just really start laying, laying really low and not even trying to, to do anything. 
In terms of the newbies, Rachel, is there anybody that stands out to you that you think could go all the way to the end and win this thing? You know, I really like Jackie right now. And I don't know if anyone else likes her, but I'm like really into her. And they're like, they're picking on her every week. And she's just, she's good enough to where she can win competitions. And she's actually a, a pretty decent player. I don't know why they don't like her, um, but I really like her. And then, you know, I like William. He's fun. Um, but I don't think that he could really go all the way. And I think we all love Karen. And if Karen was the one person that was older to ever win Big Brother, I would think that that was a good win for the older crowd. Okay, Prince, mommy hears you. It's like her, she gets so tired between six and eight. So sorry, guys. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, and uh, maybe, maybe Adora just doesn't like Karen. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, maybe she's not a Karen or Nika fan, apparently. And neither is my dog. <laughs> uh, so, chaos. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that's okay. We're good. We're good. Uh, so, Rachel, before before we let you make this announcement, is there any any final thoughts on BB Can that you want to make before uh, you make this announcement to the audience? Well, I was really into this little black hole thing that happened on Wednesday. I thought that was really fun. Um, I love I love Big Brother Canada because you never know what's going to happen. Like someone could literally, you know, be on the bottom and then they can pull out a win because they have some sort of secret power or something. And I think that that's what we really love about Big Brother Canada. Um, and so for me, that was just like. Uh, I thought that was really fun to watch. Um, gosh, I don't know. I think that we have to continue watching these new players because like a Jackie, I think could really become like a big player in the future. And then um, I think she's doing a really good job. Like Dre, I like her, but she's not really, she doesn't stand out to me. And I just, sometimes she just kind of, I think uh, she's a little bit too much on this whole like newbies, newbies, newbies thing or that's what they show us because I can't watch the live feeds. Um, and so for me, when anyone is like too much into like this, like newbies, newbies, newbies thing, I'm worried that they're going to do themselves in because as soon as a vet becomes back in power and needs to take out a newbie, they're going to be like, oh, well, she was going after, you know, she said she wants to get rid of you, Kevin, or she, whatever, Bruno, you know, and Bruno, he's the guy that's just going to do whatever Kevin tells him to do. So you know, in the end, I think Kevin's going to use Bruno. Um, I could really see Kevin. I actually could see Kevin winning this season because I think all the other players are kind of bad at this point. And so they're just going to either they're he's going to go all the way to the end and they're going to screw him over in the end um, and pull like a John party. Or I think he could actually win the whole thing because he just like, you know, he has kind of the both everyone in his pocket and then he has Bruno to be his like his guy that's gonna do whatever he says and Ika I don't think she'll ever go against him or at least that's what it seems like um and they're gonna take out Dimitri's before Ika so once he's gone I mean Ika's game is probably gonna be up in smoke I mean it's gonna depend on it's gonna depend on who's left in the house but once he's gone I think they're going to really she's going to really have to regroup because nobody's going to want to keep her around. They know she's too much of a threat. 
<laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. We really appreciate your time. Uh, and, and I know you, you're super busy. You got a lot going on, uh, but you did have this announcement you wanted to make. So do you want to uh, let the listeners know what you have going on? Yes. Thank you so much. Well, first, thank you for having me on because I love for happy hour and Brendan and I literally, we really do listen to it like every morning because we have to catch up. We have to catch up on Big Brother Canada in the mornings because we can't watch it live. I wish we could. Um, But so anyways, our announcement is that tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I am going to be live from the CBS Burbank studios and I need every one of my people and big brother people to log on. I will be tweeting out the link at Rachel E. Riley tomorrow and it's a competition. So, and I have a big announcement to make also. So I need all of my parental fans. I need all of the big brother fans and all the happy hour fans. I need you guys to help me out tomorrow because um, it's really important and, uh, you know, I don't normally ask you guys for much, but tomorrow at 4 PM live from the CBS interactive studios in Burbank, I will be bro- doing a live broadcast and I'll tweet out the link. Um, and I guess that's like the big announcement that I had for Jordan for your show. Thank you, thank you. And you, and will you have an announcement on the show tomorrow, Rachel? Is there? I have a real announcement. This is like the pre-announcement. The pre-announcement. So the pre-announcement. Yeah. yeah so-, so it's like I get to make them wait a little bit longer. <laughs> okay. So so tune in tomorrow. So that's 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 yep. p.m. Eastern. Uh, at Rachel E. Riley, if you want to check that out. So Rachel's going to be doing that uh, live uh, that live show, and that's that's through YouTube right Rachel um it's going to be broadcasted through YouTube but it's from the CBS interactive studio okay so it is going to be um broadcast on I don't this YouTube link that they sent me to send out to everyone which it's like really long so I'll post it tomorrow okay on my Twitter okay Okay. sounds good all right well Rachel thank you so much we really appreciate your time and uh yeah thanks for listening to the show we really appreciate it of course yay bye Bye, guys thanks for having me thanks Rachel all right (laughs) so there we have it so uh Rachel Riley ladies and gentlemen that was fun that was good we got to see Rachel and Adora that's not something I expected we would get uh when I woke up this morning but when I got a message on my phone, I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll make this happen. So uh, very fun to hear from Rachel and get her thoughts on the BB Can 5 season. Guys, let's talk about the episode tonight. Uh, Cindy goes home by a vote of six to one uh, against Jackie. And we see, you know, this competition. We don't know the results of that yet. Or maybe we do. I guess we'll find out in a little bit. But let's just talk about Cindy's game as a whole. That's something we've kind of been doing. Uh, Rob's been doing that this week. I did that last night with Neha. Joel, I want to get your thoughts on Cindy and her game. How do you think, what do you think about all this and how this all went down? I want to, I want to get your take on this. I mean, in terms of Cindy's game, I think that when you compare it to how she played the first time, for me, it's like a total 180. I know she, like went out at the same stage second member of the jury just like she did in season number three but for me she did a way better job right from the get-go of making a good first impression not standing out like a sore thumb which is such a big deal when you're first walking in there you need to start building relationships but also not really like standing even if it's your personality to be a little 
uh, out there and stuff and be like, I'm Cindy with an S and I'm going to punch you if I don't, if you call me Cindy with a C or whatever like that. You need to have the self-awareness to reel that stuff in. And I think she did a much better job of that this time around in the get-go. And she did a good job not being too aggressive and just like sitting there and listening to people much. It's something that's never going to really make the edited TV show because on the edited show, we're going to see, we want to see the strategy and the plotting and things like that. But she did a really good job. I feel like in the social game of building relationships and positioning herself really well. The only thing that kind of went back to bite her was she won a competition that she didn't need to win at that point. But there comes a time where Cindy, I'm sure, was thinking in her head, I got to start stepping up my game and taking control of things right now. And sometimes when you do that, it can be a little bit too soon. And it seemed like this may have been a little bit too soon. But I think she can really hold her head up high that she played a much stronger game, I feel like, than last time, even though she went out at the same stage. Melissa, we saw on the episode tonight, there was some campaigning from Cindy. How hard was Cindy campaigning to stay in this game? She was campaigning really hard. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I mean, she even said that she kept saying the same stuff over and over about, you know, how she's always been loyal to people and how she's not playing a shady game and all that stuff. But if you're getting down to the wire and you're saying the same stuff and you're still finding that people aren't voting for you to stay, then maybe change up your campaigning. Maybe yeah. change up what you say to people. And I, I don't think that, you know, her saying that she wasn't playing a shady game and that she's loyal to people really was getting her that far, considering that she just, you know, got Netta, her closest ally, evicted. So people weren't really buying that. And as hard as she tried, it just it just wasn't working because I don't think anyone really had an open ear for her. They kind of just listened, but weren't really listening. Yeah, I, th I think that I don't know that it necessarily would have worked, but I think she didn't needed to not throw Ika too much under the bus in her campaign. It sucks for her, but I feel like Ika was kind of the one that was pulling the strings beforehand. So she needed to go back to Ika and be like, listen, Ika, like I helped you out. I did your dirty work last time and did what you wanted me to do. So I'm with you guys. I'm breaking off from Kevin and Bruno. And I don't know if that would have worked or not, but I feel like if there was any sort of campaign that would have worked, it would have been to break away from Kevin and Bruno and to suck up to Ika and be like, look, I, I'm your third. There's all these duos in the house. People know you guys are a duo. I can make, I can be a third vote for you guys. Totally. Yeah. I think that she definitely could have, you know, she should have told Kevin and Bruno at the start of the week or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm going to pretend I'm going to distance myself from you guys. I'm still with you, but just like, let's try and yeah. get me through this week. And then she should have gone over to Ika and said, look what I did for you. I got Netta out for you yeah. right away. She should have pretended like she was right back in with Ika because Ika was controlling the votes for this week, essentially. And, you know, Ika even kept saying, I mean, who knows how true it was, but she kept saying, if you had come to me yesterday, or if you'd come to me the day before yesterday, maybe we could have turned something around. And, and even for a split second, well, I feel like even for a split second today, Ika was thinking about keeping Cindy. She spoke to Dimitri's about it. And Dimitri's kind of was like, no, nah, we're not doing this. Like, let's just keep it the same. But just for a split second, it kind of seemed like maybe they were going to flip. Um, and so I just think that she should, I agree with you. I think she should have just gone to Ica this week. Yeah, I, I think, you know, and we saw that on the episode too, Melissa, was with the goodbye messages. Ica said, look, Cindy, if you would have come to me a couple days before mm -hmm. and not talk smack about me, I would have kept you in the house. So it just sucks for, for Cindy that she wasn't able to recognize, hey, 
I need to, I, I, you know, yeah, I can get, maybe I can get Kevin and Bruno, but I need to maybe think of some sort of pitch where I can say, Hey, look, Jackie is closer to Kevin and Bruno. If you want to really hurt those two, get rid of her. Keep me in this game. Ika Dimitri, save me and keep me around. I think that would have been really her only play. And, you know, I, I think, I, Melissa, I think that would have been better for Ika's game. I think losing Cindy is, even though, you know, even though this is, you know, her decision, I think keeping Jackie around is worse for Ika. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, essentially, that's what Cindy said today to Ika. Um, and that was kind of her pitch is that uh, Jackie's lying to you. Jackie is with Kevin and Bruno now, which I mean, they she kind of is. They called themselves the Peasant Alliance. Um, now it's uh, uh, Jackie, Kevin and Bruno because they were in the um, have not room together. And they kind of created this thing today um, that they're like a three person alliance now. Um but she, so Cindy told Ika that and Ika, you know, started to believe it. And that was where Ika started to think, you know, maybe Cindy has never betrayed me. Cindy has never gone against me. She voted out Netta for me. Maybe we should keep Cindy around. And then Ika went and talked with Dre and Jackie and Jackie essentially told her all that's not true. Um, Cindy's lying to you. I'm not working with Kevin and Bruno. Like I'm not working with anyone. I want to work with you guys, you know, that sort of thing and gave her whole spiel and, you know, that was before the feeds cut this morning. So I guess that kind of stuck was Jackie's pitch. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, wow. Okay. So let's, uh, you know, uh, I want to talk about this episode a little bit more, but I want, I just saw the spoiler in terms of who won HOH. So I really, I really I want to talk about it. I want to talk about uh, it too. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, so let's, uh, is there, uh, Joel, is there anything before we get to that? Uh, yeah. Is there anything from the episode you wanted to talk about? One thing uh, that I wanted to mention that I found interesting was we saw Arissa say, hey, uh, and this, you know, this isn't Arissa. This is production telling Arissa what to say in her prompter, but saying, hey, you know, we, you know, the vets have gone through so much and it's so hard for the newbies. So we're going to show you how hard the newbies families are dealing with things. And I was like, oh, this is great. We'll get to see Jackie's family and Dre's family and Dylan's yeah. niece and all that stuff. No, we just get to see Karen and William's family. <laughs> so why, why do you think that was, Joel? Like for me, from my perspective, that was the production saying, hey, this is who we like and that's who we're going to show you. Like, wh why do you think they did that? Yeah, I don't know why they did that, to be honest, because if, if you're thinking of the people that I think are having the roughest uh, go of it in terms of the people who are playing um, for the first time, Jackie is definitely the one. I like Rachel. I don't understand exactly the hatred that goes. I'm not on live feeds all the time like the correspondents you guys are, but like I really feel bad for how everybody is like all hating on Jackie. I really don't understand the hatred for her, so I was... Like, okay, Jackie would be an obvious one. Karen, I guess, because she's uh, the older one and the mom, maybe, of of the group. But even, like, um, yeah, William, William I could see because, uh, you know, he comes from a small French-Canadian town and, and things like that. And they haven't had – they've had some French-Canadians on, but it's not quite as, like, billboarded and advertised as it is uh, this year for some reason. But um, – yeah, and, and yeah, like you, when you think of the people who are breaking down and the people who are missing family and things like that the most, I would think Dylan, Jackie, and William would be the three. So I'm not exactly sure 
why uh, Karen was put into that, except maybe that she's the motherly one of the group. So, but it's cool, I will say, to have this. And I wish Big Brother Canada did this more. I like this part of Big Brother US is that they always, like from week one, go to see the families and be like, what do you think about this person and this person, these people hooking up in the house and things like that. It breaks up the game talk and strategy and it gives everybody who's watching at home like a human level to say like, you know, like the loved ones visit on Survivor, right? It gets everybody to be like, you know what, at the end of the day, these people are human beings. And it's a nice gesture, I think, to have. And I'd like to see Big Brother Canada do more of it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And so I will I will tip my cap to production for the fact that they included this. I, I just don't like that they said, hey, here, we're going to hear from everyone. And we yeah. have two, two families. So uh, yeah, do more of this. Like, I, I don't understand why, you know, we don't need stupid, uh, you know, segments in the, that are just like for filler when you can just yeah put stuff like this in the show uh although speaking of filler i did like the fact that they included that that clip of kevin and bruno talking about how bad they are at big brother that was very, <laughs> yeah, that nice. was very funny that was one of my favorite things from feeds this week i really like that a lot so mm-hmm. Uh, you can see the full clip of that. I, pr- I talked about this last time, but it's on uh, Kevin's Twitter. Uh, the video is the full a link to the full video is there. Uh, all right, Joel, Melissa, anything you guys want to talk about? Because I really uh, otherwise I'm ready to just jump into what's what's been happening on the live feeds. Uh, one thing. Do we know how Karen won that steps challenge? Yeah, that because it didn't no really sense. look yeah. like she was stepping no. that much. Other people were like jogging and she was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to like walk around like how? And like, who was judging it too? It just seemed like anybody could have gone up and been like, "Hey, is this my is this my thing?" Yep, okay, yeah. I'm good, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. how's how yeah. Dylan supposed to calculate and judge that? Yeah. Plus, how are we like? I don't know. I mean, it, it, it seemed yeah, odd. That it. The, yeah, maybe Dylan was the judge because that would explain Karen winning because Dylan, you know, Karen is his new Emily, <laughs> right? True. That would explain why she won. Because, yeah, I was thinking the same thing because as what happened to Karen in the episode, the same thing happened to me as I was watching the episode. Yeah. When you got to go, you got to go. So I yes. went to the bathroom as this was <laughs> happening at the beginning of it. So I didn't I just assumed there was some sort of like Fitbit or something, but there, there was yeah. nothing to keep track. Like, did you guys see? No, I d- it was yeah. like a bracelet or something. I I'm I don't really know. All I know is that she it could have because anyone could have looked at theirs and been like, oh shoot, I'm already way past yeah, it, exactly. and then like gone up to him because yeah. she was like, wait, am I yeah. past it? And he she went up and showed him, and he was yeah. like, oh, you're good. And then people yeah. kept running, and I was like, what's going on? Yeah, like for, <laughs> I don't for know. All we know there could have been like uh, Demetrius or Ike or somebody else might have like passed it beforehand and they just weren't close to Dylan to yeah. have the check or whatever. Right. So it seems like a mm-hmm. little bit of an impartial way to have an advantage for a challenge like that. Yeah. I don't know what Karen's advantage is exactly, but uh yeah. yeah did, did they even explain? Does she have to take like less steps in the HOH competition? Or, or could you, you hear, rocks maybe do, or something to transport? Yeah, yeah. Rocks to transport yeah. It was that she would do 50 instead of 100. Oh, okay. So she only had to take 50 rocks oh, over. Okay. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. a pretty good. That's that's pretty that's deep. not bad, yeah. That's yeah. Um, I, I also think there was a missed opportunity. Uh, if you have the Pax Bros on your show as an episode, <laughs> and participation is the sponsor Pax. of this, why, why not just make that the Pax Bros be part of the participation thing? Participation. 
I think mm-hmm. it just makes too much sense. The Pax Bros would have been perfect for that. Although I, I will say I, I was glad we got to see Nick and Phil. That was a that was a fun segment. I did enjoy that. So again, kudos to Big Brother. I did like that. Uh, overall, I thought this was a good episode. Uh, even though you know we didn't see a ton of strategy, uh, but I don't know what else we could have really seen. Uh, we, they, I don't know what else they could really could have added uh, into this to to add anything really. Uh, Okay, guys, uh, let's talk about what's going down in the live feeds because I know there's people that are dying to know what's going on. So uh, if you do not want to know who has won HOH, uh, I apologize. We're going to bid you farewell because we are getting into spoiler territory. Uh, we will uh, see you, I guess, yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, Rob and the, or not Rob, sorry, the LFC will be back on Sunday talking about everything on the live feeds. Although I guess if you're leaving for the spoiler section, you won't want to <laughs> tune into that show, uh, but I'm going to promote it now anyway. And then Rob, We'll be back on Monday after the episode to talk about uh, the latest happenings in the BB Can Odyssey. So, all right, before we move forward, we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. The Office of Civil Defense has issued the following message This is a spoiler warning. A spoiler warning means that an actual spoiler against this country has been detected and that protective action should be taken. All right, guys. Let's do it. Let's talk about spoilers. Melissa, talk to me. What happened with this HOH competition? So first, uh, again, just can you just explain what the competition was again? Just because it, Big Brother Canada, I think, has struggled this yeah. year explaining their comps. So could you explain it again and then talk to me about who won this thing? I can't quite explain the whole thing. I can only explain the beginning, which is that, well, I guess I can explain generally is that they are doing, I guess it's three activities that are on some sort of list of activities that you can do in the outdoors or to be active or something. And yeah, something like that. And then the first activity is hiking. And there were these stairs um, that kind of went up and then down and then up and then down. Uh, with like little trees and supposed to look like little hills. Uh, And then there's a bunch of rocks on one side and you have to carry, I guess, maybe one by one rocks over to the other side or some sort of thing like that. And you have to carry them all. And then you go on to the next activity. Um, And you have to like go through a series of kind of obstacles um, or activities. Uh, And I don't know what the other two are, but I do know who the HOH is. And? The HOH is... Dimitri's. Dimitri's. So there we go. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Alex Kidwell said he said there were four people that needed to win HOH last night. Ika, Dimitri's, Bruno or Kevin. Dimitri's came through and he got that HOH. So, uh, Joel, what do we think about this? This is huge because how many how many comps is Dimitri won now? Is this his third HOH? Three HOHs and a veto, right? Is that right? Has he won, has, has he only, has he only won one veto? I thought maybe he won. Yeah, I feel second. like he's won another one. I he's yeah, just I winning he's, all the time. I lost everything. track. He's a he's yeah, a beast. That's true. No, yeah, he's. I mean, it's good for Ika who because they're like in a known pair right now. So the more Demetrius wins, the more she can play that yeah. up and have his target be more gigantic than him. Especially after um, how much Ika was sort of masterminding and controlling everything in that double eviction, and then the last couple of weeks to get Netta out. I think Ika all of a sudden got on a lot of people's radars like as a strategic threat in the game. And then now with Demetrius winning a few comps now, it seems like maybe the target is a little bit smaller on Ika. So if Demetrius keeps winning, that's great for Ika because his target keeps getting bigger and she knows that she's a guaranteed to move another step down the road. So 
Yeah, yeah. It, it's a huge, huge shield in front of Ica because Melissa, she has, uh, and uh, I correct me if I'm wrong, I'm terrible at keeping track of this during the season, but I believe Ica has won zero competitions, right? Yeah, zero. So she's won nothing. Dimitri's has won all of them. So, yeah. I mean, if you're Kevin and Bruno, I mean, well, for, well, we'll talk about them in a sec, but <laughs> if you're Kevin and Bruno, if you survive this week, uh, I feel like Dimitri is the guy you're going to go after, not Ica, because he just is the one who's making all these moves and doing all this stuff for her he's getting his hands dirty whereas Ika's just you know Ika's you know she's got a big say in everything that's going on in the house but you need to win some of these competitions to actually implement these strategies uh and you know having Dimitri's that's just such a huge advantage to having this game apparently yeah. I saw in the chat Bruno and Kevin or sorry Bruno and Dimitri's worthy in the final round of this competition oh wow uh, that's so brutal that is awful for Bruno I feel <laughs> yeah. so so bad for Bruno because uh it seems like to me, Melissa, this could be the end of, of my boy, Zio Bruno. It's totally possible. I mean, you know, it could go any which way, depending on whatever Ica wants, really, for this week. But it's not looking quite good for that that side of the house, if yeah. that's even really a side anymore. It's more just yeah. like two people. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. And I think that, you know, Demetrius is going to be hard to get out. The only way you're really going to get him out is if it's a back door at this point, because he's just going to win everything at, you know, there's, he'll just veto or he'll win HOH, you know? Yeah, that's that's the only and the, the, the longer you go in this game, the harder it is to backdoor Demetrius because guess what? He's mm-hmm. you know this chip is more likely to get picked because there's less odds, because there's less yeah. less people. So there's always three chips that are gonna get picked. So the thing I want to know is how different does this game look? If Dimitri's goes home in week one and Mark Chrysler yeah. stays in this game, because that would create such a ripple effect. This game would be completely different. Yep. This would be completely so different. different. We'd have, it would just be on its head right now. I mean, who knows? Maybe Mark would be the one winning all these competitions. He's also, you know, a, a big in shape dude. Uh, but man, oh man, Dimitri's really, really killing this game. Uh, so right now then, Joel, what do we think is the play for Kevin and Bruno? I mean, I guess win POV. Is there anything else? I, I guess I, I don't know what other thing it, it's unfortunate, uh, from a fan standpoint, when you want to see the game get interesting and you don't want to see one side of the house, just keep increasing mm-hmm. in numbers and really sort of strengthening and strengthening week by week, especially now when we're getting to the jury time of things. So, Unfortunately, I, I I don't see a way that it's going to be an unpredictable week at all. I feel like Kevin and Bruno for sure are going up. And if one of them wins veto, then Jackie is the next option as a pawn simply because she's on the outs with uh, the other side of the house. And she's somebody who has been nominated several times. And I got a feeling that Jackie's going to continue to get nominated just for the sheer fact that she's always been nominated. So everyone's going to be like, well, that's an easy that's an easy out. In terms of uh, Bruno and Kevin's play to Dimitri, oh, God, I there's not much, man. No, there no there really yeah. there really isn't. Uh, there really isn't, except that. Yeah, I mean, maybe Bruno, Bruno. I, I guess maybe the only pitch is to to throw William or Dre under the bus, especially with Bruno and Kevin, because they were planning to backdoor Bruno. Uh, when Kevin won the legendary Mike Bell veto a couple of yes. weeks ago. So that is perhaps uh, one of the only uh, plays that I can, that I can think of to be like, Hey, uh, you know what, Ika, you had my back there. Let, let me strengthen you guys in numbers and me and Kevin can be a shield for, for you guys. But 
I, I don't know any other plays that will work. And I don't think that that will work because that could, that'll easily like have Dimitri lose favor with the other bonds that he's made on the other side of the house. So <laughs> Melissa, but I don't know another play. <laughs> yeah. Melissa percent chance that we come back. Feeds go down. Uh, I don't know. I guess tomorrow or whenever I guess. Yeah. Tomorrow. And they come back and we see Bruno and Kevin sitting on the block. What, what percent chance is that, Are we going to see that? It's, it's a very high probability. Although I'm seeing in the chat right now that people are saying William might be nominated. Same way. Apparently wait, wait, Dylan. Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Dylan might be nominated. Yeah, William. William. Oh, William. No, William. Oh, William. Sorry, I broke okay. up. You, William. Yeah, you broke up. Okay. So okay. William. So why William? Do we know any any updates on this? Do you what based on what you've I'm seen just, prior to this? Do you do you think why would you think Dimitri would have a reason to put William up? I don't really know. I think that there is the possibility that his relationship with Kevin got back to Dre or I mean, sorry, or Ika or Dimitri's or someone, they think that maybe he's fully with Kevin and that he's tied to Kevin and Bruno and maybe something uh, that way. But I'm just seeing this from the chat that uh, William might be nominated. And I think that'll be interesting because um, he's got his veto. Yeah. Yeah, no. So that, oh, oh no, that's so bad because I was, that's going to be a moot point then. Is, oh, cause I was, because yeah. it's funny when it, when, when there was rumors on the internet that, that Dimitri had won, I was, I was texting Peely and Peely was like, oh no, Kevin's in so much trouble. And I was like, no, it's okay. It's okay. William has his secret veto. He's going to save Kevin. It's going to be all right. And then she's like, well, what if William and Kevin get nominated together? I was like, no, that's not going to happen. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, well uh, so much for that. And also, yeah, I'm a bit confused by the whole secret veto thing yeah, anyway, so because much. it's secret. So they're not going to announce who gives the veto or who has the veto and who uses it. Um. But does then that mean that William then can't be nominated? Like, say William doesn't get nominated. He uses the veto on Kevin or whoever, gets them off the block. Then can he go on the block? Or will then Big Brother be like, actually, no, you can't nominate him because he was the one with the veto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joel, what's and your also, theory on this? I don't know. know. I'm Karen confused. Know. Originally, I was like, okay, this is just like uh, Allison's veto in season two, except I guess I, I guess it's uh, you can do it blindly. Like, nobody's going to know who had it and stuff. Although we saw that Karen described discovered that wall or whatever so karen's probably gonna know that hey it's probably william that was the one that used the veto if uh if it's used but i i'm not sure if it's like sort of a coup d'etat or if it's like an actual just i can save somebody on the block if it's myself or not so i'm uh, i'm not sure which one if it's the coup d'etat it's like way too much power obviously but they obviously they like to give people powers for no reason whatsoever on the show so uh, yeah <laughs> but uh i mean I, I guess if it's if it's just like a, a secret veto it, it it's cool that it was just sort of like a survivor thing that you just have to have a keen eye for these clues and, and look around and things like that it was cool seeing william uh just have a good mind for it. It wasn't like a just, Hey, Canada votes and it's going to be the two underdogs because they want to see the game shaken up or anything like that. It was everybody. It seemed like at least from the edit had an equal shot to find that clue and to find the veto eventually. And it just happened that William happened to have keen eyes and see it. But I'm confused as to what kind of power that veto holds exactly. 
Yeah, well, I guess maybe maybe production's hoping. Okay, let's hope Dimitri puts William on the block and William mm-hmm. doesn't win the actual veto, so that way he can just use it on himself and then they don't have to worry. But but then, you know, he can just use it on himself and then they don't yeah. have to worry about exposing his secret. But again, that's just so – I just don't know what happened here. I feel like the move – I said this last night. I think the move that makes sense is – William can take himself off, can take anyone off secretly, and he can yeah. put up whoever he wants secretly. Yeah. That way, he can protect him uh, from being exposed. However, mm-hmm. I think if that happens, uh, and Melissa, I want to get your thoughts on this. I think if that happens, William is going to take himself off, and he, he's going to put Ica up uh, in his place. And I think that would be, in terms of the overall well-being of the show, uh, I think losing Ica at this point would be uh, really, really bad because Ica is the hero of this story. Uh, so I, I don't think that's something that production would really want to see at this point. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I would not necessarily want to lose Ica at this point, especially with some sort of twist like that. I just don't yeah, feel like that, that, that doesn't feel job. right. Yeah, that doesn't feel right. So I, I don't think they would. I, I think they would avoid that if possible, especially because they didn't specifically say this is what it does. Uh, so who knows? Let's, ho- let's hope for theirs. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I have no idea. Also, what happens if he's if he is not on the block, he wins veto, like the regular veto, and he's got the, <laughs> the secret veto. Can he then veto both nominations? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, and then and then another thing is that Karen already knows about potentially knows about the veto, or, or keeps telling everyone there's a secret veto. I bet there's a secret veto. Then and she saw William come out of the you know the the hidey hole. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, if he uses it and they're like, a secret veto was played, she's going to be like, okay, yeah, William had it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's yeah, not going to be, gonna secret. be secret at all. No, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I think maybe they're less concerned now that Karen knows about that being exposed because, yeah, that's that's yeah. going to happen. So if someone, you know, hypothetically, William is off the block, he tries to use the secret veto to, let's say, save Kevin. Uh, and then Dimitri says, I want to put William up. Uh, production will be like, Dimitri, stop that. Stop stop that. that. Yeah, exactly. So they'll, <laughs> they'll tell him to stop and then he won't do it. So, and then it'll just be clear to everybody what happened. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen this week, but. Uh, why was Karen uh, told to, to stop when she like discovered that thing, right? Why was she told like, hey, stop that? Why couldn't she like suspect like, hey. There's a wall over there. Things like, what was up with that? Well, Wasn't I think, that weird? yeah, that was weird. I think they want to, for the show, and I don't blame them. I think they want that moment of William using it, and they yeah. want it to be a surprise. And William was, I mean, when Karen went at William and was like, I saw you, you were in that hole, like, blah, blah. And, and William was like, oh, I don't know, like, uh, and he just, his his line was so bad. bad. That, job yeah, he did a bad that. job. But in fairness to William, I mean, Who's going to do it? He was caught red handed. There is no way he could have lied himself out of that. So I think they were just trying to save his skin by having her do that, by doing that. But yeah, I agree, Joel. Uh, Doesn't really make a lot of sense. And also, too, on the episode, they said, William, if you are caught, this power has no, you can't use this power. But did he not just get caught by Karen? That's kind of what it looked like there. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I think they just really want it. He found the power. They were like, screw it. We're going to keep him safe. We want to let yeah. him, we want to let him use this and see this thing out, which is, you know what? This is what we all want to see. How stupid would it be if William <laughs> found that power? He went through that whole thing. And then at the very end, he comes out and then Karen finds him. And they're like, no, nope, you can't use it anymore. That would have just been so dumb. So I actually do like what they did there. I think, yeah, people are. 
Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, I think they could maybe have been more specific and been like, hey, um, you, if you, if you get, if you get caught with the veto, then, then fine. Like she didn't see, actually specifically see him with the veto. She just saw him in that room, right? For all we know, it could be like just season, he could have just sold it and been like, it's like season six where we just had this secret gold room and it's just, it's just another room and we're like, get to eat like a king and there's feasts and stuff over here. Like he could, obviously when you're in the moment and you're caught like that, you're kind of like tongue tied and don't know what the hell to say sometimes but I, I i feel like they they could have william should have been able to try to play it off himself and be like you know i just found this this secret room and there was like what was it for 18 they they went to go to paris or whatever and they could get a secret ticket or something like that yeah. i feel like i feel like they didn't necessarily need to say if you get caught whatever they should just be like there's a secret veto here and then yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm with That'd you. Be more interesting. That, yeah, because then William can say, "Hey, I have a you know, kind of like what Mike Boogie did in Big Brother All Stars. He can be like, "Hey, yeah. I have this power. Uh, don't don't f with me this week because I'm mm -hmm. gonna use it if you do anything stupid. Uh, you reap what you sow. Yeah, you should be allowed. Or a, a spool of lies. You should be allowed <laughs> to say whatever you want to say about. It. I think you know why not. Yeah. And, and it sure. was unclear. It was unclear. They yeah. said get caught in terms of finding it. Right, it's not, you can't use it. But now yeah. that he has the possession of it, can he talk about it? We don't know. That's yeah, not really that's clear. true too. Um, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that this week. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a major storyline, especially if William. I mean, well, because Kevin is nominated, and especially because William uh, is having his name thrown around out there. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys, uh, you ready to get into some questions? Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Uh, this one comes from, and this isn't. Uh, so here we go. This one is from Stacked NFL. Stacked says. William is mad at Kevin because he didn't tell him that he was working with Jackie. What percent chance do you think uh, there is of William using the POV on Kevin? Melissa, what do you think about this? And did you see uh, this interaction go down of, of William being mad at Kevin? William being mad at Kevin about, sorry, I about, cut out. About, so William being mad at Kevin for, uh, because Kevin didn't tell William that he was working with Jackie. I did not catch uh, so that must have been okay. So, okay, so this must be post hmm. uh, a post HOH thing. So I guess that's something we'll keep an eye yeah. on. Uh, but I so do think that I I do think that you know showing from past behaviors, uh, I think William would be quick to forgive Kevin no matter yes. what. So I think that if it came down to it and it was like Kevin's probably going to go home or he's up on the block and people are throwing his name as to the, be the person who leaves, I think William would use it on Kevin. I think there's a really good chance that that might play out this week. What is what you, the status between Dre and William now? Like, would would it be a situation where it's like whoever gets to William last would be the one to to influence William's decision, or like is is Dre still the way it's been edited on the show at least for the first few weeks? Is that Dre was the one kind of really trying to push and influence uh, William a little bit? I'm not sure if that's still the case on live feeds or not. Because if it is, then it could be kind of a power struggle between Kevin and Dre as to uh, where William is going to go. Yeah, they're not as close right now, okay. from what I can tell. They, uh, they've kind of had, uh, it, they haven't had a falling out or anything like that. But they're mm -hmm. just kind of, they want two different things. Because right. Ray wants to stick with Ika, and Will is going more towards Kevin, and they're kind of just, mm -hmm. they want two different things, so they're going in two different directions. So they're not as tight as they used to be. But they're not. I think that if. Dre were to get to William and try and talk some sense into him in regards to like, you know, drop Kevin, 
I think he would listen to her if she really like sat him down as a friend and was like, Hey, yeah. this is what's going on. You need to stop. But right now, I don't know. Okay. All right. So we will, uh, we will monitor that situation as well this week. Uh, this question comes from gourmet guy. Gourmet guy asks, do you think it's possible to see the six become the six first members of the jury based on the way in which things are going? Uh, this is this is an interesting question. What do you think about that, Joel? We've already got Cindy and Netta. Do we think we're gonna see Kevin, Bruno, Ika, Dimitris go out one next to another uh, for the next four uh, evictions here? I mean, at this stage, it's all dependent on who wins whatever competitions. But I could definitely see at least a third member of the jury, unless something crazy happens. I. I- can't see it being anybody other than Bruno or Kevin being the next person going into jury as number three. And then, yeah, I, I think probably after that, uh, depending on, on who wins, if Ika pulls out a win, then she'll probably finish off the other side. And uh, if not, then, I mean, Demetrius or Kevin, those are the other six. So, I think it's actually a pretty strong possibility, especially the fact that those are the big people that everyone is sort of threatened by right now in the house. And I just don't see some of the other newbies who are seen as just single, uh, like lone players in the house, lone wolves being evicted. I could see them getting put up, but I don't know a situation where Karen is going to get evicted over anybody that's in that house. I don't see a situation where Jackie is going to be evicted over anybody else in that house so i think it's a decent possibility at least for the next couple weeks unfortunately i feel like this there's going to be at least two more members of the six hitting the jury is this setting up for a uh karen and jackie final two melissa (laughs) (laughs) it's totally possible it absolutely it's possible i'm not sure that would be the best (laughs) for the game but you know it's absolutely possible i think that at this point Anything could happen, um, and I think that the newbies could completely end up taking this game to the end. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 right there in front of them. There's only three vets hanging around. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Do you think, going back to that question of the, the six being the first six in jury, Melissa, what do you think the chances are of that happening? I... I feel like it it totally could happen, but I don't necessarily think it will happen. I I don't really see Ika going out right away unless because also I don't think they would have she would have the votes to leave. Like I I mean unless people started turning on her and Dimitri's, then maybe or maybe Dimitri's goes out first and then Ika. But I I just don't I don't know it's it. I'm answering this question terribly, I, but I really don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's tough. I think it we're going to see a couple of those, you know, two or whatever. In the next four evictions, it's probably going to be two of this group. Yeah. But I don't think – I think one side will probably prevail over the other. Uh, and I think, you know, we're going to have at least the, down the stretch of the, the end game, we're going to have somebody – one of these pairs, one of these yeah. groups from the six is still going to be hanging around. I, I think, I, I, I hope, because I, I, ugh, I don't know if I really want to watch a show where it's just Jackie, Karen, and Dylan. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's like I, ugh, I don't know. this isn't what I signed up for. 
I think uh, the only situation that I see Ika going home is strictly for a fact that they want to cripple Demetrius a little bit because Demetrius has become such a big threat. Like if, say, Demetrius and Ika are put on the block together and Demetrius wins HOH, then maybe just to cripple Demetrius a little bit, they'll evict Ika in a situation like that. I can't see too many other situations where Ika gets kicked off. Um, all right, let's uh, let's take this next question. Uh, this one is from Emily. Emily says, if Ika and Dimitri are in the final two, does Ika win because she was an influence on the game, or does Dimitri win because he won comps, put people up, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Uh, so yeah, this is interesting. Who is getting the credit for being the the mastermind uh, behind all of this? Is it? Or at the end of the game, if it comes down to it, who is going to get the, the respect and the votes from the jury? Is it Ika or is it Dimitri? Uh, Joel, I will let you go first. What do you think? I think if you were to judge it just right now, I feel like Demetrius would probably get it just strictly because that would mean that there would be people like uh, – like Dylan and Kevin and Bruno and stuff like that, who I don't think were ever like ruffled, who I don't think he ruffled as many feathers as Ika did. I think Ika might get that. Oddly enough, I think Ika might get some respect from somebody like Netta um, or, or, or a Cindy who are uh, game players to be like, you know what? I didn't like the way she handled herself and the way she was in my face, but she at least like, you know, had the guts to step up and make a big move in that situation. I feel like in final two situations, though, a lot of times some of that stuff kind of takes a backseat. It's all dependent on the combination and who you're in that final two with. But I feel like with a Demetrius and an Ica situation that Demetrius's social game is has been a lot stronger than Ica's game. Ica's done a lot better, I feel like, than in season two. But I feel like the likability factor is going to overpower um, Ika's sort of uh, polarizing presence. There's some people who really like that sort of in-your-face attitude of Ika, but I think there's people who are rubbed the wrong way. And I feel like in final two situations, some of these jury members will look towards uh, that social game and the comps more than they will the strategic game. Melissa, based on uh, just how people are interacting in the house and what you've been seeing on the feeds, what do you think about that? Do you think Ika or Dimitri's would have the advantage if there was a final two vote right now? I actually have the opposite view because I think Ika would win. Um, I think that uh, people see Dimitri's as Ika's, you know, puppy dog or her her toy soldier um and that he doesn't really make any opinions or make any moves on his own also with netta as the jury four person uh i think that she can control the way the ha- the jury sees That's, the remaining it could be yep nope did, did melissa freeze uh we lost melissa for a sec there uh so melissa's free so uh, i will finish that thought that melissa had i think what she was saying is that ned is going to have a large influence uh yeah. over over the jury which is going to happen and there oh there you are melissa you're back sorry guys That's sorry okay. uh yeah i don't know where i got cut off you got you got, cut, you got cut off at netta is going to control the votes in the jury that yeah, is the jury four person i think that she will recognize good gameplay and i think that she's going to convince them to look at it um in an analytical way and what the gameplay 
as is. And she even said before she was leaving, oh, you know, Ika, Demetrius is your puppy dog. So I think that she's going to be the one influencing people. And I think that people will recognize uh, the way Ika was able to control the house and also have good relationships with most of the people um, in it. So yeah. I, I think Ika could would pull it out. I agree with you. I think Ika's winning this thing if she's against Demetrius in the end because she's got that social game on point. I think she's got a phenomenal social game this season. She's built really good relationships. That's what it's going to come down to. And, you know, she's put people on this jury uh, like Cindy, like Ika, or sorry, like Cindy and Netta, and both of them really respect Ika's game and are still going to vote for her. So I think the that alone is going to be enough to push her over the top and to win this thing. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I think that would be a great final two. That would be so exciting to see Ika and Dimitri sitting there in the end uh, because, it, you know, it kind of is a toss-up. Uh, that would I just, be a first, though, wouldn't it, to have a – like we've seen Evan and Jillian come really close to getting final two. We saw John – and they weren't technically a show match, but John and Netta were three, but there's always somebody cutting somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever happened where the both of them have been – made it all the way as a showman in u.s or canada has it uh u.s big brother all-stars mike boogie and erica that's the only. <laughs> oh yeah time. i guess yeah 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 oh, that's yeah. the only that that is mm-hmm. the only time but outside of that uh yeah, yeah no the, that that would be a first in canada for sure, for sure. although we have seen final three showmances or yes, you know duos yes. happen yeah. quite a bit mm-hmm. um all right, let's take another question. This one is from Murray Balsh, and Murray says, will Global show more jury segments than house segments? Uh, yeah, I mean, talk about, like, something to think about. Ica, or not, I keep saying Ica. Netta and Cindy uh, with that first jury segment. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty fun, Melissa. Oh, yeah, I'm very excited to see it. And I think that uh, it's going to be like, you know, how – in BB 18, they focused a lot on the jury house because it was Polly Calafiore <laughs> and, you know, Devon and the whole. Is this who you lay with? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that they're really going to focus on the, the jury house, or at least I hope they have some segments on it. I'm very excited to see the fallout. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, Joel. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Definitely for the next one, no qu- They can't not have a segment when Cindy just backdoored and took Netta out and then she's the next one in there. Like, that has got to be, like, epic television. You have to have something like that. If it was somebody like uh, like Jackie or Dylan or somebody like that, then they'd be like, well, you know, what is – there was no rivalry or intensity between the two of them, so that might not make it for as interesting. But with those two uh, be, having, being stuck in jury for a week, you have to have a segment on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, If you want to see something very funny uh, on Twitter, I saw today uh, B.B. Spicoli. I don't know if that's his Twitter. uh, B.B. Spicoli posted a a thing. He said, this is what it's going to look like in the jury segment next week. And it was it was like a it was a gif of me like pushing Cindy away from me when I was in the jury. But then he put put Netta's face on my face. It was very impressive. Um, and, uh, yeah, I saw that. yeah, so I don't know if I can, uh, if someone can find that for, or if you can, I don't, that's not as, oh, it's just uh, B it's BB underscore Spicoli. And I'm going to follow BB Spicoli right now. I meant to do that earlier and I forgot, but yeah, that was, I think it was also uh, on Reddit. Yeah, it was very funny. It was, it was very funny. It was like spoilers, you know, leaked footage of the jury house or something. And then it was that, because I like looked at it because I was like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, and it, of was, course, it, it was, it was great. You. 
Yeah, it was very funny. I like that. I mean, I'm biased because of me, but uh, no, I thought that was uh, that was really. Imp- if you look at it, I was like, oh, geez, it's it's Netta. That's kind of cool. <laughs> um, so so there we go on that. Uh, okay, I'm looking here for other questions. Uh, I'm looking. Oh, here's one. Uh, at Mr. Robot Terran, he says, "Are we sure there is no buyback? They would have mentioned it by now, right?" Yeah, this is something that Rob brought up on Monday. He said he still thinks there's a chance Netta could win Big Brother Canada 5 because she could come back into the house and save the day and win everything. Uh, I feel like that ship has sailed, Joel. Yeah, I, I think so too. Although, like, you'd think Big Brother Canada, I mean, the veto, I guess, is the, the latest twist. Would they throw in another one? They they could very well. If it's they're going back to past history they'll throw it in there until maybe like eight or seven people or so they'll keep throwing in the twists but uh there's been like zero indication the thing is Arissa normally like teases at at something at the end of an episode or things like that and she's shown no indication whatsoever that there would be something like that um I think if uh, there is any sort of a buyback, I think unfortunately for Netta, her best chance is to battle her way back in through a competition because the, it, it's unfortunate. But I, I think uh, if it's like in the past, like a Canada's vote or something like that, I don't see Netta getting the votes to to come back in, which is crazy that you would think that at the start of the season, right? Because like yeah. Netta for me was a lock to get that immunity right away, right? But now if there is a vote like in uh, when Gary got voted back in in season one, I don't see Netta getting voted back in. Yeah, I think the thing with that, though, Melissa, is that on season one, there was no announcement. It was just like one day they were like, yeah, hey, guess what? Someone's going back and like there was no there was no tease to it. There was a there was like the week before. uh, But otherwise, uh, it was fine. And they did that at final five. What do you think about it, Melissa? Yeah, I mean, it's I still think it's possible. But I mean, because they really could just pull anything. They could just be like, yeah, someone's coming back in tomorrow. But I don't know. I don't necessarily think that. Yeah, because I, I agree. I don't think that if there's a Canada's vote that Netta will be going back in, unfortunately, because I would really love to see Netta versus Ika. But I mean, I've been saying that this whole time. But unfortunately, I don't quite see that happening. I, I hope after this season they just do a spin-off like an OTT season and it's Ika versus Netta. I think that would be that would be amazing to watch. Uh, and I'm looking in the chat. Hansel Gretel says, uh, and I don't know this is this is what they're saying. I don't know if this is legit or not, but they are claiming an audience member posted somewhere, who knows? It just says posted that uh, they said no buyback. I'm assuming that's production in the audience today. So uh, if that is the case, then no buyback. I think it would make sense to not have one because if we look at it right now, there are, Melissa, there are nine people left in the house, right? Yeah, because we have uh, we have Ika, Dimitris, Jackie, Dylan, Karen, uh, Kevin, Bru- Bruno, William, and Dre. So yeah, there's nine people. Uh, the finale is May 18th. So one, two, three, there's four weeks away. So we have to get down for all the way down to three uh, before then. So uh, I-, I don't think there's time to really bring somebody back. I really don't. Um, speaking of that, though, there is a question. This one is from Heather uh, at Geo Heather. She says, what sort of twist do you think will happen that will take 10 people down to seven in four weeks? Uh, what do we think? That, this is an interesting thing here. Do we think there could be a triple eviction here, Melissa? <laughs> 
I hate the triple evictions. I hate the instant evictions. I don't like it at all, but I think that they're, you know, they could do it. Uh, if they have, if it ends up, they have to get down to it and they have to just start cutting people. But I really hate those instant stuff. So I'm really hoping that, that I don't have that. Joel, what would you prefer an instant or a triple? Uh, probably a triple because at least from the players in the house and from an audience standpoint, you, those people at least have a shot to fight for their lives. Right. In an instant, like there, there's really like little time that you have and you don't know that you're getting nominated until the HOH walks in there and swipes twice and says, this person's up, this person's up. And then you've literally got like 10 seconds or so like Neha had your season. I was paranoid about the instance all the time in my season. So it, I would rather for the fairness of the game. And I know there's nothing fair about Big Brother, but I like for it to be as fair as possible. I would prefer for it to be a triple if I was to choose between the two of them. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think as hard as it was, I mean, <laughs> I would probably i would kill me to see kevin go through a triple one more time uh yeah. but but an instant oh man instant is even yeah. worse i mean living through i mean i wasn't there for the triple but being yeah. in the building for uh for an instant oh my god that's like the yeah. worst feeling in the world seeing someone go out like that and seeing neha have no chance she was just yeah. it was just like you're up and you're out like yeah. there's nothing yeah. you can do and on the episode it's it, it's it seems like it's two minutes that's correct. It's two minutes. Absolutely. There's no time in between. Yeah. Uh, so it really, yeah. it really is uh, an awful, an awful, awful twist. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'd prefer the triple. And you know what? I, I kind of, as much as I hate how you know Kevin and Willow got screwed by that, uh, I, as a fan, I didn't get to live that. Kind of want to watch a triple. I, I mean, I wasn't on the outside <laughs> when that happened. You guys got to watch it. I didn't get to watch that. So I would love to be there that night and see how intense that was i mean that double was crazy but i feel like a triple uh oh man I, I cannot imagine how crazy that would be at this point of the season with everything that's gone on um, do you think that they would do something like combine the two of them to just to because big brother wait, Canada's wait, all about no i'm saying like big brother canada is all about like every single year they're always like this has never been done before on big brother canada right and they haven't done so much that really this year that much except maybe bringing bets back if you're going to call that like never been done on big brother canada before but like a triple instant or something like that and just be like three people are up or two people are up and be like well we're running out of time with this season so you guys got 10 seconds 15 seconds whatever to oh god that would be insane but it. i'm not trying to, i'm just thinking big brother canada you have no idea an instant oh triple god. An instant triple slash yeah. uh, a slaughter. Or an instant double or something. I don't know. A, a slaughter eviction. You just get yeah. rid of three people and you pick That's them up. I, I really don't know. I, I, uh, well, I, I will not. say, Joel, I will say in the preseason uh, before the show started, I think this was like maybe in the fall, Aaron Brock did an interview. She's the ex executive producer of the show. She did an interview with, I believe it was ET Canada, and she said, yep, we're doing something with the show this year that has never been done before. And so I was like, oh, okay, we're going to get something that's unique and cool and different. Uh, and then I was like, oh, returning players and newbies. Well, that's been done before, so that's yeah. not it. Uh, yeah. A space station, maybe that's what it is. I don't really know what the thing is. So maybe, Joel, the never-been-done-before thing, maybe you're right. Maybe it's it's still uh, to come. Or, or maybe it's because it's the Odyssey and everything like that and – the movie 2001 space odyssey where uh the computer is famously is like i'm afraid i can't let you do that dave maybe the hill like come out and speak when the hoh is making nominations and be like 
I can't let you make those nominations. You have to pick some other ones. Oh my that god! Would, that, that would actually be hilarious. <laughs> if, if Kevin or Bruno won HOH and they wanted to put up Ike and Dimitri in, nope. <laughs> like, no. in, they're like, "No, you're not allowed." Sorry, that would actually no. yeah, that would never have been done before. So there you go, Joel. Right. Maybe that's what there it is. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, you know what, guys, this has been a very fun show. I think we'll uh, we'll wrap things up for tonight. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, chat room. We appreciate you being here. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, before we get out of here, I've got some in my notes i just want to make sure that i remind you guys uh rob sesternino is gonna be in toronto if you are in the gta and you want to meet rob alex brent taryn melissa you're not going to this show are you yet i was no okay so sad we'll be we'll be it's okay we can we won't together we won't be there so uh and, and it's on my home turf so i feel i feel well not quite my home turf but canada so i feel worse for not going uh but uh they will all be there they will be in attendance there will be some big brother canada uh alumni that will be there uh mitch will be there or i don't know if he will be there for sure but he's talking about being there i know rob's been talking to sarah hanlon godfrey manguiza uh, I believe uh, Neha. I talked to Neha about it last night. I think Neha is uh, is thinking about going as well. So there's a bunch of people in the Toronto area. I think there will be a decent turnout. So if you want to check that out, uh, you can just it's uh, just Google. Uh, I believe there is a link. I'll you know I'll get a link in the show notes for this episode to make sure that you can find tickets for that if you are in the area to check that out. I think it's gonna be a really fun show. Uh, people are gonna watch the episode live at the Sheraton Hotel, and then Rob's gonna be doing that podcast live afterwards so uh i'm really looking forward to listening to that one i think it's going to be a lot of fun and it's the week before the finale so should have a lot of uh really cool stuff uh to get into it's going to be a very very exciting time so uh if you haven't already definitely check that out uh and uh yeah i guess uh joel thank you so much for joining us we appreciate your time melissa as well guys any hashtags ideas for this episode uh that we can think of nothing this is always the hardest part for me uh it's uh, it's so hard it is it is so hard well, it is what, so what hard. were you saying about the you sort of combined when i said triple and uh instant oh, instant tri- so instant triple i said slaughter eviction that was slaughter eviction yeah. slaughter eviction okay slaughter <laughs> eviction we can go with slaughter eviction sure we can do that oh other thing as well don't forget as well check out rachel riley's uh live show she's doing tomorrow uh, again you can follow her she's at rachel e riley on twitter she'll have the link for you tomorrow i'll be retweeting that as well uh if you want to check that out if you want to go support rachel and help her out because it's uh, really important that we get as many people as we can checking out that show for her. Uh, okay, guys. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in, watching us live. We really appreciate it. Again, LFC are going to be here Sunday uh, talking about what's going on with live feeds and Dimitri's nominations, all that good stuff. Uh, Rob will be back on Monday recapping the episode, and I will be back Wednesday night with John Party, winner of Big Brother Canada 2. So I am very, very excited to talk with my boy, Big JP. Been a while since we've had him on the podcast. So I know he's been keeping up with this season. He's going to have a lot of stuff to say. So that should be a really fun episode. So don't miss out on that. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can go to robiswebsite.com slash rehapups. That way you can subscribe. Make sure you never miss an episode. Uh, of any of our Big Brother Canada 5 coverage. All right, that is going to do it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Joel Lafave and Melissa Denny, I'm Jordan Parhar. Hashtag Slaughter Eviction. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace out.
The theme song of the reality TV Rehappy Hour is written and performed by Ryan Elder. Check out more of his work at ryaneldermusic.com.